Thank you for tuning in to Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. Welcome to the Silk Road to Jerusalem radio program. Bukharian Chief Rabbi Yitzhak Yeshua, Amar Rabbi Yeshua, a weekly program geared for the entire Jewish community. And now, your host, Chief Rabbi Yitzchak Yeshua. Parashat Turuma 5781, Shabbat Zachor. We would like to dedicate the Divrei Torah, Leilui Nishmat, Lerabanit Ankel, Arab Avner Leviyov, Ben Yael and Arab Zebulun Halevi that uh, passed away 30 years ago in the seventh day of Adar, the same day that we are going to commemorate the holy memory of Moshe Rabbeinu, Arab Shalom. Zechut HaLevi'im Tagen Ba'adenu. In Parashat Truma, one of the main focus is in the Pasuk, Ve'asuli Mikdash, and they should build for me a temple, and I should dwell among them. The Zohar Kadosh talks about the concept of two temples, that when the Mashiach is going to come, there are going to be two temples, and we have to understand why do we need two temples. And I think the meaning is that in the first and the second temple, they were built when up in the uh, upper worlds, in the false Rakia sky between us and heaven, there is a place which is called Devir, and over there, there is a huge temple that works every day, and over there, as the Gemara says, Michael, Michael the Kohen Gadol sacrifices every day Korbanot. But on the third temple, we learn that when uh, we are going to build a ter- temple soon, Bezrat Hashem. So there's going to be a certain revelation, and uh, and the temple from the uh, from heaven is going to come down and be together with this uh, temple. So it's going to be one that consisted of two. And the um, in order to understand it in a much more practical way to us, how do we learn from this? is we have to assume that not all of us are going to be in our life dealing with um, construction and how to build and how to create, but there is definitely all kind of signs and hints and um, ideologies that has to be learned from this. And I think the easier proof is that when we start the description of the construction of the temple, they talk about the holy ark that was in the um, holy of holies, inside the temple. When you start to describe uh, any kind of construction project, you go with sizes, you go with um, location, you go with the um, uh, all kind of um, measurements, and you don't start uh, all the project with uh, the size of the safe inside the, uh, the house after the construction is done. So we start with the only arc, and the Gemara and the Midrash says, why Hashem started the Torah, the uh, parasha of the Mishkan, with the Holy Ark? Because 
when God created the world, He created first, uh, first of all the light. Therefore, the light came before the construction and the building of the world. And Hashem discussed about, uh, with Moshe Rabenu building of the Holy Ark, which is going to enlighten the entire world. Meaning that the purpose of building the Mishkan is not just to create another uh, architectural construction, is to bring the light to this world. And it continues on, the Midrash says, why we start with the ark, with the table, and with the lamp, with the menorah. And he says, by the name of um, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, that these three items, he has in the description to build a zer, which means a crown. Zer zahav, zer zahav, zer zahav. And he says, these three crowns represent Keter Kehunam, Keter Malchut, and Keter Torah. And basically, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai Omer, all the purpose of building the Mikdash, all Edem Mishkan, is just for a person to elevate himself spiritually. And what does it mean? When you build a building, the building has six dimensions, meaning is the four corners and this is up and down. Chachmea Musar says basically that um, this represents the six mitzvot that every person in the world has to think about it all the time. It's called in Hebrew, mitzvot t'midiot. Nothing to do with time, nothing to do with location, nothing to do with situation. These are six mitzvot that a person, commandment that a person has to think every day, every moment, whenever he can. And, the, and this represents the six dimension or the six um, of, uh, east, west, north, south, up and down, that this is the construction of any kind of house. So the first one is to believe in the presence of Hashem. Number two, not to, be, to believe that there is nothing beside Hashem. Number three, that Hashem is one and only, Echad Yechidu Miyuchad, that we cannot comprehend it. Number four, that we have to love Hashem. Number five, we have to fear and respect Hashem. And number six, we are going to all the time try to be positive and don't let, let any kind of negative thoughts and worries that are going to come and to threat us. These six mitzvot, these six walls, these six directions basically are talking about the spiritual construction of a temple to a person in order to, to be considered believer in Hashem. But this is just the beginning. As we see, as we say over here, the, um, the Zohar Kadosh says that the temple is like a human being. And he uh, tried to um, um, compare all of the items to what, where it belongs to what, if the um, menorah, the lamp, represent the, um, the knowledge and, the, um, and all kind of... But what is the idea of the Aaron? So the Midrash says, this is the light. This is something which is spiritual. And I will elaborate. Today we are uh, still fighting in the world with this uh, pandemic. May Hashem, with the help of these wonderful holidays, opened all the gates of refuah and healing and 
save the world from this <coughs> from this disease. But the, um, as, uh, there are six ways, according to Chachmei Azor, when the Kabbalah, how to a person to help to let this disease disappear. It's called, as we see over here, the six corners, which is represent the face of the person. Number one, the forehead represents the um, anger to a person not to let rage and anger to come from him because this is something which is one of the biggest problems of our generation that if some something doesn't fit our schedule and our thoughts and our beliefs and our expectations we translate it immediately to become angry people and it's my way and it's a highway and if somebody really wants to start to build a spiritual structure in his life a new temple a new life has to start to work on this we don't take an anger as something important we take it as something wrong and we have to stop get angry and say okay this what happened this is the will of Hashem and I'm taking this six mitzvot. I believe in Hashem, don't believe in other. I believe that Hashem is one and the only one. And I have to love Hashem and I have to fear and respect Hashem. And I have to be positive. And I let this negative energy of anger goes away. This is what represents the forehead. In Hebrew it's called the Metzach. <coughs> the second one, we're talking about the ears of a person have to look all the time to hear good things. If you see somebody talks slander, if you see somebody talks about negative, about even about himself, somebody try complaining, try to avoid it. Try not, not disrespect him, of course, but don't try to sympathize because this negative energy to looking, to listen for all the gossips and all this, and to hear to all kinds of theories and conspiracies, it affects the spiritual immune system of a person that wants to build himself as a temple, as something holy that Hashem is going to be, God is going to be proud of him. Number three, we're talking about the eyes of the person, that people have to look for the good things in life. Don't look at problem, don't look at um, all kinds of misery, Somebody called me last week, a very important student, very nice and very spiritual. And now we start to worry that maybe in the future something is going to be wrong and he won't be able to do what he wants to do. And he became so sad and he started to cry. So I looked at him and I told him, walk, walk on your eyes. If you can see that something might be wrong, maybe it's going to be good too. Just look at the good in life and 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 wish for this and look for this and at the moment when you are going to show compassion for the poor people when I, in, a, in a moment we are going to look at good things when we are going, we see, we are going to see as I told to my student on Shabbat there is um, when sometimes there is a traffic on the highway so we see that the source was that there was an other side of the highway there was a God forbid and a car accident people are stopping to see what happened why would you like to stop? You are not an emergency doctor. You are not, you are not running an ambulance. You're going somewhere, just go. But there's a certain natural behavioral uh, quality of us to look, for, to look for something wrong. Then we feel a certain 
with a certain satisfaction which is coming for you from uh, a negative uh, perspective of a person that is looking for something wrong. So if somebody says something wrong, did something, you do something wrong, don't look at this. It doesn't, it doesn't bother you. It should not bother you. Number four is going to be the nose. Nose, which talks about anger and patience which uh, forehead is not to have rage at all, but uh, the nose represents in the Kabbalah the uh, person to be patient and not get provoked by other people's behavior. As people say, I'm not become angry, they make me angry. I myself am a very good person. No. The nose represents, Haronaf it's called, the, uh, to a person that able to forgive. Nothing happened. Everything is okay. We're going forward. This is number four. Number five talks about the mouth of a person. That to say just good things. Just pray. Just bless. Don't curse. Don't say slander. Don't look on other people's minuses. Don't focus on, on they Don't talk about it. Somebody say Lashon Lara. Pay attention, you don't listen. Somebody spoke against you, don't accept it. This is, and we learned yesterday in the Dafa Yomi, how the Torah praises the, the, the king that didn't want to accept no slander and no Lashon Ara. And number six that includes all of them, it's calling the face of a person. A person that should shine, just shining. To show to people that you are to yourself and to be happy and smile. Because Omer Bazora Kadosh Basharek Dusha Bebitomer Devoram that this is Nikra Kavoda Elyon Beor Pnei Melech Chaim. When you see a person that he is happy, when you see a certain smile and happiness on a person, it makes you feel good. If you see somebody that is very nervous and is, is all the time upset and is all the time serious, it creates a certain energy that rejects you. And we call it the old name Melechaim. It's like the presence of God in the face of a person when he's smiling, when he's happy, when he's content, the tranquility and peace is around him. And the, uh, we're talking about the light that comes from the face of the person if all the other parts of the face are functioning in the right way. And maybe this is what I called, told you in the Midrash before, that the Torah links the beginning of the construction of the temple to the Pasuk, Vayomer Elohim Yehi Or. Meaning whatever you are doing, whatever we are doing in our life, it has to be done in a way to bring good light and to bring one day the ability that the uh, huge temple that in, in the fourth uh, level uh, sky between us and heaven is going to come down to this world and is going to be engaged and be together with the temple that, that we are going to build it and make it together. Of course, according to Rashi and the other post-rabbis, that is going to be coming by itself, 
according to the Rambam, we are going to build, and then it's going to come and be a part of this. And this is basically what this is talking about. And maybe to emphasize the point of the Rambam, we are going to see what the Gemara says and Rashi brings. How did they build the Ark? The Ark has to be from wood and from gold. So Rashi explains that they made three um, cases. One case bigger from wood, the middle one was from pure gold, and the inner one was from wood. And they put one above each other, and then they uh, covered it, they sealed it, and they put around gold. So it's going to be wood and gold in and out. This is the way. So it means that the arc means a combination of one bit inside of each other and one, and then, and you can take it to many directions. One of the directions that we talk all the time is the idea of husband and wife. That today every house is a house of, is um, represent the house of Hashem. And as we know, the, uh, the Shekhinah, the presence of God can be just, <coughs> just when there are 10 people in the synagogue or when husband and wife and the family living in peace and harmony and there is the light and presence of Hashem in this house. So the idea of that, we are not separate anymore. Husband and wife, we are one. And the ability to be together and to be and to walk all the time together, this is a very big progress in Abodat Hashem that can bring this clarity, this light and, and this good energy to this world. Unfortunately, in our time, when it's become very individual, everybody has his own life, everybody has his own computer, his own iPhone, his own um, schedule, and especially when both of them are working. So the, 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 um, the concept of marriage life become a very big challenge, and they have to work very hard on themselves that when they are home together, two, three hours at night or during the day, to make it like a telephone-free zone, a computer-free zone, and spend time with each other. And the husband and the wife have to strive to be more time together, talking to each other, knowing each other, and be with each other. This is when can we bring the light of unity, when everything comes one inside of each other, and the gold, and the wood, and the aron, and the ark, and the light, and the temples, everything is going to be together. It's a wonderful time, Shabbat Zachor, and it's a wonderful time. Then we are praying to Hashem next week, Bezrat Hashem, Thursday night, we are going to have the uh, Purim reading of the Megillah, and Friday is going to be the holiday of Purim, and then we have Shabbat Bezrat Hashem, Besorot Ovot, Yishuot Venechamot, Tizkur Leshanim Rabot, Neimot Vetovot, Baruch Adonai Leolam, Amen Amen. Oh,
Dealing with the construction of the temple, we are learning the significance and how it impacts our spiritual life and all the hints that it's written in the Midrashim, in the Zohar, about this beautiful description of the first tabernacle in the desert. One of the uh, ways to um, create it, to make this tabernacle, it has to be with the curtains that were around the uh, wooden structure. It's called in Hebrew, Yeriot. And each one of them, they had loops. And over there it says, when you make the loops to hook each other, it had, they have to be correspond to each other. The word correspond in Hebrew is called Makbilot, which uh, is the uh, same word of Kabbalah that we're learning the secrets of Torah. The word Kabbalah is a large name of all the secrets of Torah that was used to be called in the Gemara Sitrei Torah, the secrets of Torah. But about uh, 800 years, Rabbi Eliezer Okach from Germaiza, he was the first one who used it to the word Kabbalah, the hidden secret Torah, laws and the Torah. And it's interesting um, what 
is the meaning over here, and let's uh, start to elaborate. There are uh, human being actions that they are doing. They are eating, they are sleeping, they are walking, they are walking. But there is the inside of the person, and it can very vary from one person to each other. And I will start with a very famous Hasidic story about two Hasidim, two students, that heard that their rabbi comes from a very far place to give a very important Torah class in the next city. So they know that they have two hours to go, so they went to the uh, car service or went to the horse station over there, and they say, we'd like to hire a carriage to take us to this place, but we have to be there on time. So, um, so they ask him how much he wants. He say, I want $100. They say, we're going to give you $200, but just make it fast. And he agreed. So they say, you see in the carriage, two students sitting, and the driver is pushing the horses, and the horses are running very quickly, all of them going to the next city. But uh, all of them, they are in a move. All of them look like they are going to the same direction. But each one of them is totally different story. The horses wants to get to the place when the other city, when they can rest and go to the stable and eat their hay. The driver is going very fast because he wants to get paid double. And these two students are in, in Harash because they want to hear the whole lecture of their beloved rabbi that make them more spiritual. But from the outside, it looks that all of them are on the same direction, on the same place, and, on the, and moving to, together, but each one of them go differently to a total direction. When, I, when we spoke about the Holy Ark, we learned that used to, they took three different of boxes of cases, one from gold, one from wood, another from wood, and put inside of each other. And these three represents the machshava, uh, the wisdom, the holy wisdom, the insight and the knowledge of Chochmah bin Avadat of the humankind. Meaning that whatever the action of people are doing, it's not necessarily, even though they're doing the same thing, it's not necessarily come from the same source. And in most of the cases, it's come from different, different agendas. So um, let's go to extreme. Now it's going to be next week the um, mitzvah of Machatit um, shekel. This year is going to be every person in the family $7 to give lechaper al nafshotechem. And the, um, the Gemara says that once somebody uh, was on the way to... Um, to the charity because he didn't, it, he, in order to come to the charity fund, you have to have less than 200 coins. So he had 200, 199 coins in his pocket and he went to the charity fund and somebody was there a few minutes before and he saw that there is an envelope of $10,000. Next time who comes, take $10,000. Somebody gave a donation. He asked the next person to give $10,000. So he went outside and he saw this poor man coming so he asked him, how much money you have? He said, I have 199. So I give you one, I say, don't go to the charity fund. You can go home now. He took the one, he said, thank you, a very kind person. 
But the Gemara says that this person is an evil person because he wanted to avoid him <coughs> to take the, uh, the big envelope of the money. So uh, if, when you're going to approach this person and say, how dare you do it? He will tell you, I gave a donation. I helped a poor person. I gave for my own money, which I worked so much. And you blame me to be a mean person? Yes. Because when the giving, which looks very nice giving, very a person is a giver, if it doesn't come from a pure source, it's a sin and doesn't consider to be a mitzvah. And this kind of, of course, this kind of thing, just God can make human being can never challenge because uh, we don't know, but we have to assume that there has to be a certain correlation between the way that people think and the way that people behave. And if it's together, this is what we call v'asuli mikdash v'shachanti betocham. If they correspond to each other, if his brain, if his machshava, if the intention and the actions are going together. Um, a young couple came to me for counseling recently, and the, um, and the husband complained that his wife, she doesn't prepare him food. And when I told her, I said, Rabbi, no, every night the food is ready. But the husband said, yeah, but I come home, and I want to sit down and eat with my wife. And all the time she finds an excuse to complain, and something is wrong, and why this happened. Why? So when I start to eat, I, I'm losing my appetite. When I'm talking to her, she doesn't want to listen. So she said, Rabbi, I'm walking, I'm cleaning, I'm preparing. Why? I cannot say what I, what I say. So I tell her, you know what? Say whatever you say, but wait another 20 minutes after, after, after the food is over. Uh, because the, it's, it's not important just to prepare the food, is how you serve the food. Or if, um, if the husband is, uh, wants to be nice to his wife and he wants to, he has to do it in a way that she is going to enjoy it too. And not that oh, yeah, I'm doing like this because I'm not like you. I'm better than you. You're not better than me. Then we're losing all the essence of making Torah or mitzvot. The essence of, of Torah or mitzvot, of keeping Torah or mitzvot, is to correspond to each other. It has to be my will, my desire, my thoughts, my, um, my, my action has to come together. If, because if not, when a person creates a gap between Sfirat Ha-Chokhmah's wisdom and the reality, then all the action becomes very physical and losing all its spiritual, emotional, and important feeling. In the holy book of the Kunea Zohar, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai is sitting one day and teaching to his student one of the um, Torah laws of not, we cannot take uh, a mule and a cow and to plow together the, um, the ground. So um, they don't know why, so they're asking, and, and Rabbi Shon Ben Yochai says, oh, Eliyahu Nevi come from heaven now, let's ask him. So Eliyahu Nevi revealed himself inside the Bet Midrash, and the um, Rabbi Shimon tell him, so we say, no, it's called hybrid, it's like um, uh, not to eat meat and milk together. So Rabbi Shimon says to Eliyahu Nevi, uh, with all due respect, by it, meat and milk are two kosher items, and mule and cow or beak, um, it's, uh, or oxen, 
it's a, it's kosher and not kosher animal. How you compare it? And then Rabbi Shimon is teaching Rabbi Shimon over there in this, I think it's the 14th Tikkun of the Zohar, a certain concept that even two good intentions, if it's come at once, it might, by the end of the day, disturb the, the Avodat Hashem of a person. And uh, let's uh, give you an example. The Gemara says about a person that uh, all the year he was learning Torah, and his wife gave him permission to come once a year and to see what was going in the house, and uh, then it was the night of Kippur, the day of Kippur, before Kippur starts. So in this morning, he came in the morning, he prayed, and he wants to go home. His wife is preparing the food. And then we remember that one question in the Torah was left open. So we decided to, we started to learn. So it's one hour, two hours, and three hours. Meanwhile, the wife is waiting, and she started to cry. And Lo Aleinu, God forbid, one bricks came from the roof and hurt this person. He was just doing the right thing. He was just asked to finish before he goes home. It, and it's nothing wrong with this. But now, when you have to do, um, to go home and spend time with your wife and see how she's doing and eat with her, this is not the time now to spend on even learning Torah, which Rabbi Shimon understands and the Zohar Kadosh brings it, which is something which is extremely important to us to understand that when it's come to Avodat Hashem, it has to be pure to worship HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And at the moment that uh, a person become a husband, or the woman become a wife, or they become parents, or become grandparents, it's a whole thing. What are the responsibilities that they have to do? And we cannot hide a mitzvah from another mitzvah, and you have to be alert because when there is a gap between my way, Hashem way, and my actions, in this gap, all the evil inclination is dwelling over there, and this emptiness creates all the problems, that most of the problems that we are facing. Avodat Hashem has to be correspond to each other. If I'm doing it, let's do it right. Now we are um, praying, so no no, no extra talks, and no, uh, now I am doing this. And, and today, for example, in the many, many synagogues, the rabbis are very smart to prohibit telephone to be on. They have to be in the pocket, and it has to be off, and it has to be on, um, on mute. Why? Because you cannot pray and be alert and answer the phone and see all the emails that are coming and still make the prayer. But you are in the synagogue, you are wearing tefillin, you are wearing the talit, and the, the siddur is in front of you, but your mind is not there. And this is a very big obstacle in the person who wants to grow up in, in Judaism and in spirituality. Magbilot alulaot, ishay lachotam, that has to be correspondent to each other with our thoughts, our feelings, our mitzvot. And when I'm doing mitzvah, I have to do this mitzvah, and there is, law, there is even laws about it. There was a, recently a big debate between the rabbis. Sometimes people that unfortunately were not so lucky, they're using the morning prayer time 
to go from one synagogue to each other and collect uh, quarters and change something just to have their expenses. And they're coming during prayers. Would they allow them to come inside the prayer or not, on what time and how to do it, which is not something easy because these people, to, to give charities, one of the biggest mitzvot in the Torah. From the other side, when it loses the balance and people coming in when you're praying, so it's become like, um, it's become not, not serious, so you might lose the essence of prayer. So, and both of them are big mitzvot. This is something that we have to be very careful. When you're doing a mitzvah, you have to focus on it. You have to do it. You have to uh, concentrate on this and make this mitzvah in the fullest way. All these other thoughts and accounting and everything, this is something which on the long term creates a burden on the spirituality of the person. Talking about the uh, curtains, it's interesting, there is a big debate in the Gemara, in Masechet Shabbat, what was the material that they made these uh, curtains? Um, and the, um, one of the uh, thoughts was that it was a certain um, animal by the name Tachash that was created just for the purpose of building and creating the, the tabernacle, the temple. And the Gemara over there has a very long discussion if this Tachash was a kosher animal or not kosher animal. And the, then the Gemara finalized that um, it was a unihorn and it was a kosher animal and Adam Rishon sacrificed it. Well, so when I was asking why it's so important to know if an animal doesn't exist anymore, it's kosher or not kosher. And why it's so important to, um, to elaborate this in the Gemara. And I believe over here there is a very important message to all of us. For us, there is the good and the evil, and the question is, what is the, what is the essence of the Yetzirah, of the evil inclination? The Yetzirah represent in these 11 curtains of the oil, of the tabernacle, the Achad and it's important for the Gemara to emphasize that even the Yetzirah, that his purpose is to put a curtain and separate us between the light of God and between our neshamot and to create all kind of alternative reality and division and barricades and obstacles, his essence is kosher too. It's, a, it's an angel. It's an angel that was appointed to test us. Therefore, when it says in the Torah, and the creation of the world, Vayar Hashem et kol asher asav, Hashem saw all the creation, and he said, this is very good, tov me'od, the Midrash says, the evil inclination was created. Therefore, according to this approach, the evil inclination is trying to do its job too. I think he's going, he's trying to do it, uh, it's too much, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe because of this is going to be punished one day, but when the Mekubalim, when they talk about the, um, you see the Leshem Yichud, the preparation of the praise by the Achida or the big, big, big Mekubalim, they say, please let us fix the negative part of the evil inclination. In Hebrew it's called Hatzad Hara Hara. That in a way, even the evil inclination, because it's a part of 
of, of all the entire world, it has to come from a kosher source because uh, it's uh, sound interesting, but if somebody will not follow the evil inclination and follow just the way of Hashem, he's going to inherit uh, heaven. So um, maybe after 120 years, all of us are going to go to heaven, the Yetzirah will tell us, the evil inclination will tell us, thank you for not listening to me, because uh, when you don't listen to me, you really may make everybody happy. But I think we, we have to, all of us, work on it, not to follow his advice, even though if he come as a, as a friend. So, um, with this kind of words of, um, of unity, of working on ourselves, and to know that even the essence of the evil come from a kosher, uh, from a kosher source, let's pray that um, this time of Purim and Pesach will going to be a big revelation of good energies and light from heaven, which is going to nullify all this the disease and all the hardships and the financial hardships and give us a clean and healthy and good world that all of us can worship Hashem building the third temple and bringing the temple from heaven, from the fourth sky to this world to make it one Vaya Mishkan Echad Tisku Lashanim Rabot and Yimot Vetovot Baruch Adonai Le'olam Amen Amen
I would ask by uh, one of our members a questions about this year when the pandemic is still around and uh, we have a mitzvah to hear Parashat Zachor this Shabbat if women have to obligate themselves and to come to pray in the synagogue even though they trying not to be in public because of this medical and health situation. And the halakha says the following. There are opinions that women have to come like men and to hear parashat zachor et asher asalecha amalek because this is mitzvah from the Torah without an designated time. But there are other opinions that because the main thing of the member of Zechirat of Amalek is to fight with all these enemies that try to go against spirituality and against Hashem, and women do not have to go to the war by the Jewish law, so we don't obligate them to come to the synagogue and to listen to Parashat Zachor. And even though uh, there are rabbis that say, that uh, maybe it's good and maybe it's better to come or not to come this year because of all the um, COVID situation, women do not have to make extra effort and to come to hear the parashat Zachor. And I think uh, this is the right advice. But if somebody can come outside and hear it and go and without any, uh, and she's coming anyhow, and she's keeping social distancing and whatever is needed, then, of course, if she can, why not? But akhlaqaqli, she doesn't have to make the efforts like the men because we don't obligate them to go to war. To go to war. And this uh, written in the Yalkut Yosef, Parashat Zachor, Mitzalacha, number 10. Another question that I was asked is, Next Friday, it's going to be uh, Purim. It's interesting, this uh, holiday, Purim, has a special name. It's called Purim Meshulash. Why? Because the, uh, in Yerushalayim, they're making one day after us the Megillah, but this year it's going to be Shabbat. So um, on Friday, they're going to read the Megillah with us, and on Sunday, they are going to make the Saudat Purim and the um, and the Mishloach Manot, which makes that um, the holiday of Purim this year is going to be Friday, next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and uh, so it's going to be Purim Meshulash. It's going to go on three days. So somebody asked me a question: This next Friday is going to be a holiday, and Friday night is going to be Shabbat, and they want to make. In the morning of Purim, they want to make um, 
to eat pizza? Do they have to eat meat? Or they have to, um, they can eat something which is milky or not necessarily. The Harav Ovadia Yosef HaRishon Zion Zechet Tzadik Livracha in his book Yechave Dat on the first uh, column in Halacha 89 is asking a question about the Seudat Purim, the, first, the Feast of Purim. If somebody doesn't want to wash. And he brings the uh, Rambam, that there are brown things that we have to make on the day of Purim to eat meat and to drink wine. Based on him and the, and the Rosh, they say that um, uh, it doesn't say over here to make uh, hamotzi. There are, there are even opinions that you don't have to wash your hands to make Seudat Purim. And uh, he brings the Birke Yosef and he brings the Maharam Sheik and many, many rabbis, and he has a long answer about the, uh, the halacha. The bottom line is the follow. Besikum. Seudat Purim minadin enat tzrechal liyot davka bepat. Meaning, you don't have to make wash netilat yadayim and hamotzi lechem to eat bread on day of Purim. But, onam lachush, lechatchila ledat haposkim, but we have to, it's better to wash and to eat bread and to say Birkat Amazon and Al Anisim. But if somebody forgot and didn't say Al Anisim in Birkat Amazon, he should not recite the Birkat Amazon again. But there is a mitzvah because it's written in the Megillah, Mashmanim, that to eat uh, meat and to drink wine for them to give Mishloach Manot and to celebrate because this is what makes people simcha and simcha ela bebasar v'yayin. The Bukharian custom on Purim is very simple. We have the Samusre Puryui, which is the fry uh, dough with the meat inside, and uh, we eat the Dushpera, uh, or the Ashkenazim call it Krepalech, and the uh, Mantu, and all this, uh, um, the... Um, food that is uh, oily and it's uh, with meat and with the wine to make it so that purim. So um, you can make it at around 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon and then at night, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock to eat the seuda of Shabbat. I would ask about the zecher um, lemachatita shekel that we are going to collect Bezrat Hashem in the um, evening of purim. So um, we need to focus about how much is it, uh, nine or 10 grams of silver, and the money that we, is going, every person should donate to his charity, $7 per person. And the Bukharian custom is that if the woman is pregnant, she gives for the baby too. And uh, we give it to every member of the household because it says, Lechaper al nafshotechem. The Gemara in Masechet Barachot brings a very interesting story. There is a, a certain tribe that we couldn't convert them to Judaism. And they, uh, when Rabbi Eliezer Gadol, he came to a place on Friday, and there were just nine people with him. And his, one of his assistants, his workers, was from this tribe. So uh, he told him, let's convert you. And they made the conversion before Shabbat. He was ready, but he was just, they were, they were holding his back. 
and they converted him and they celebrated this Shabbat. The uh, Gemara is asking, how can you convert somebody which is in the list of not being converted? And the Gemara is answering that uh, we are in the dominion and the Rosh over the one Rabbeinu Asher uh, right on the on, this, on the spot that it was at the time of Shabbat Zachor, and reading the Torah of Shabbat Zachor is from the Torah, and the mitzvah of the Torah, say to read Parashat Zachor, is stronger than to ignore this tribe, especially when this uh, his worker was very devoted and very holy, which uh, showed a certain significance of this coming Shabbat. Usually when we read the Torah, it's a rabbinical thing from Moshe Rabbeinu, from Ezra Sofer. But this Shabbat, reading the Torah, the Maftir is going to be from the Torah. Another question that Ka was asked this year, is the uh, true discovered situation, many old people and many people that are in quarantine cannot come to hear the Megillah next Thursday night or next Friday. What should they do? So, uh, thank God today, through this, all this means of communication, there is this all kind of programs that they can hook themselves through the Zoom program or other program on FaceTime and to hear the Megillah live while they are at home or in the nursing home or, uh, God forbid, in the hospital or whenever they are. And when they're reading it live, even though it's just the... Um, the voice of the machine, but in this situation, they can hear the Megillah and make the mitzvah of hearing the Megillah in the night and the day, next Thursday night and next Friday. Healthy people that uh, can keep the laws and all the rules, they are more than welcome to join one of the local minyanim and um, and to hear and to listen and to make the mitzvah. But more important, this year, we have to be very alert that um, many people are not going to be able to sit with families together. Many people are going to be alone. And when we talk about Purim, we have to understand that all the mitzvot of Mishloach Manot and giving the food and the gifts and the Ma'ot Levyonim, it comes to um, fix one thing that Haman, when he says slander against us, he said, these people don't uni- are not united, don't care for each other. And we promised to show that every year, especially on Purim and Pesach and May Ozer and during the year, to show that we are thinking about each other, we're caring about each other. I should not eat alone when my neighbor is uh, in the holiday, he doesn't have the feeling. So we have to be careful to send him the Mishloach Manod and call him and see how he's doing and wish him happy holiday because it's very important, the power of unity. This is a major component in our war against Amalek and against the evil inclination. So with this spirit of unity of these coming holidays, let's pray together. May the Almighty miraculously will remove this covered from this world and all the hardships and send salvation, refuge and redemption and refuash lema to all the people who are sick and all people that are struggling now 
and all uh, go to financial hardships and emotional thing and all people that are very sad and very worried. May God heal all of us. May God give us refua. May God give us bracha v'atzlacha and hope. And may, and may this wonderful time of Purim and next month Pesach will bring happiness, peace, tranquility and atzlacha to all of us. Tizkur l'shanim rabot me'imot v'tovot. Mo'edoy mo'es ha'atz lomad guzaram. Baruch Adonai le'olam. Amen ve'amen. Are you in the need of physical therapy or rehabilitation? That let me recommend Dr. Aaron Koshayev, a dedicated licensed physical therapist, doctor degree and over 12 years of experience providing care for all ages. He can help if you're suffering from pain, which is neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee, joint pain, mobility and balance difficulty, whiplash and other collection injuries, herniated discs, sprains, strains and fractures, Sciatica, orthopedic surgery, and much more. You see, Dr. Aaron Kashayev and staff will give you one-on-one treatments, individual attention, in a very pleasant and professional atmosphere and high-quality service. Dr. Aaron Kashayev will get the results you're looking for and help you restore function, improve mobility, alleviate pain, and enjoy life. Most major insurance accepted, convenient hours, including weekends and appointments available for a free consultation Call Dr. Kashai for the A&P Physical Therapy Rehabilitation PC. They're located at 75-81-177th Street in Fresh Meadows, New York. For your free consultation, call 718-475-2161. That's 718-475-2161. Online at 1-800-PAINFREE.COM. That's 1-800-PAINFREE.COM. Thank you for listening to the Silk Road to Jerusalem radio program with Bukharian Chief Rabbi Yitzchak Yeshua, Amar Rabbi Yeshua, a weekly show geared for the entire Jewish community. Join us again next week for another informative broadcast. Thank you for tuning in to Talkline Network Radio, America's longest-running Jewish broadcast network, the voice of the Jewish community. Did you ever consider being on the radio or hosting your own radio show? Now TalkLine is giving you the opportunity to produce your own daily or weekly radio program. Primetime airtime is available at very affordable and competitive rates. We're looking for independently produced or organizational programs of interest to the Jewish community in the areas of Judaica or Jewish interest, music, news, talk, legal, medical, or financial. Introductory charter rates are also available for advertisers. For more information, contact the TalkLine Broadcasting Corporation at 212-769-1925. Again, that number, 212-769-1925.